everybody for joining us today. I'm very pleased to have a special guest with us today who's going to talk a little bit about COVID and therapy and what uh, the American people are going through during this time. I could introduce her, but I'm actually going to let her introduce herself because I would not be able to uh, do justice. So Angela, thank you for being with us today. Can you please go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks, Sarah. I am actually a psychotherapist and I am located in Falls Church, Virginia. Um, I have been in private practice um, solely for about six years now. Before that, I was uh, an associate professor at Virginia Tech in the marriage and family therapy program. So I taught tons of students marriage and family therapy and, and did the clinical work there, worked with a lot of military families, and now I'm just solely focused on individuals and couples. Well, thank you. So as we get into this and COVID, we could all use that at this point. 2020 has been a very long year. But as we talk about some of your patients, what have you seen the changes in them and, and what they want to talk about with you? Yeah, so, so first of all, I can say that um, I have had more clients than I've known what to do with um, since COVID started. So partly, partly former clients that have come back and, and new clients, I think, that, are, that have had time to sort of slow down and notice what's happening. And that, that can be for better or for worse. So some of my clients um, are talking about wanting to go inside and you know, really looking at how they're coping, how noticing their automatic thoughts, noticing how they're showing up in their family and their work and work-life balance. Um, others are coming to really process anxiety um, and, and how that's showing up either in their families, individually, at work. Um, and then I have another subset of, of clients who are actually um, doing much better in COVID times. Um, and it's, it's simply, and, and they say it sort of sheepishly, um, they, they are some of my anxious clients that are finally in a position where there's no, not huge expectations, no social comparisons, um, no judgments because nobody's doing anything. So they don't feel like they're missing out. They don't feel like they're behind. Um, and, and they're sort of quietly liking this lack of expectation. I can understand that. Absolutely. Yes. So, so how has your practice changed during COVID? I mean, I realize it's, it's mm -hmm. pretty much online now instead of person to person. Do you find that easier or harder to deal with? Right. So the majority of my practice has moved online. Um, there's pros and cons to it. I, I much prefer individual um, in person um, because I think it's, 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 easier to read the energy, easier to, to connect. Um, so that's that's kind of a downside. The upside is I'm reaching populations I wouldn't have been able to reach before. Um, so people are able to fit therapy in because there's no drive time. Um, the distance isn't an issue. So that's that's been a plus. The other upside is it's kind of interesting to see people in their natural habitats. Um, you know, they get to come to my office and see where I live. Um, but when I'm in their home or in their car, as is often the case for people <laughs> looking for privacy, um, um, I get to see kind of another slice of their life. Um, the other downside is that it's harder for people to kind of, um, for some folks, it's harder to make that sacred space, so to speak. So the upside to coming into the office is you've got that drive time to kind of settle and think about what you want to talk about, a little time in the waiting room to get settled. And then after the session, you know, a little time to sort of integrate what happened before you have to dive right back into your life. 
Um, and so for some of my clients, their their young ones are literally on the other side of the door, you know, mm-hmm. waiting waiting for the session to be over so they can talk to mom or dad. So so that's that's um, a difference as well. So when you're talking to your patients online, giving counseling, what how do you tell them how to get the most out of doing it online? Because probably most of them have never had counseling online before. No, that's right. Um, so, well, so, so a couple of things. One is, can they find a space where they're not disturbed? Um, and so, so as, as I said before, some, some of my clients are literally sitting in their car because that is the only place in their house because everybody's working at home, partners are working at home, kids are home online. Um, and depending on where you live in Northern Virginia, space is a bit of a premium. So, um, so one is to find a private place. The second is to give yourself a little bit of that preparation and ending time so that you're not literally going right from um, sixth grade math into a a therapy session and then right back into sixth grade math. Um, Because the work, most of the work, in my opinion, of therapy happens outside of the therapy room. So if there's not a chance to sort of integrate and set some intentions when it's done, you're missing part of the benefit. So that's a huge piece. The other one is to decide um, potentially with your therapist um, whether you want to do it via video chat um, or uh, just telephonically, because that makes a difference too. And then what the internet connection is like. That's huge. You know, making sure you have strong internet connection, which again in the past wouldn't have been that difficult, but now everybody's home and online using up all that bandwidth. Um, so, so that's another consideration. So tell me, what have you found to be the biggest issues that people are facing today? I know you touched on it a little bit in the beginning, um, but what are, what's going on in our homes? I have a five pound Gorky upstairs who is so attached mm-hmm. to me. I cannot even stand it anymore. <laughs> so I'm like, oh God, I need, my dog needs counseling. Um, but, but what are the biggest issues? Right. The, the biggest, if I had to categorize them all together, the, the biggest one is uncertainty. Um, and uncertainty, again, can show up as depression. It can show up as anxiety, um, just a restlessness. Um, but this uncertainty about how and when things are going to unfold. And it's, it's interesting because from a nervous system perspective, our body and nervous system code uncertainty as dangerous. Um, and this was a great survival strategy, right? Because historically, if things were uncertain, it was likely you were going to get eaten by a saber-toothed lion, you know, fall off the side of the cliff. Um, but our body can't tell the difference between a physical threat and an emotional threat. So it's coding um, kind of emotional uncertainty as physical uncertainty, like scary. And so I'm really working with a lot of clients to help them just want to understand that, that uncertainty just means unfamiliar. It doesn't necessarily mean physically dangerous. Okay, well, that's fascinating. I've never realized that. So during this time of COVID, why is it so important that we take care of our mental health? You said you're getting so many more Mm -hmm. patients. Why is that? And why why do we have to do this? And why is it important for us to, to stay healthy mentally? Yeah, the, well, I know that I'm talking women to women here. So, so one of the things that, that we as women know and as moms know, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? Yep, so, you're so, right. <laughs> yeah. so, so moms really set the tone, the emotional tone in the household. 
Um, not that dads don't as well, but the family usually takes tons of cues from mom. Mom's ability to attune to what's happening with her children, um, you know, picking up their emotional cues. They're also reading how is mom. And so if mom is calm and focused and a little playful, you know, a little lighter, that really helps lighten the load for the rest of the family. So if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And we really need to pay attention to that for ourselves, but just as much for our family. You are right about that. We are the focal point of the family. The family spins around us, including our animals. That's exactly right. That's right. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Good God. So could you, would you mind sharing a a few pointers with us that would make our lives a little bit easier during this very difficult, challenging time? Yeah. First, um, in no particular order, one would be um, to really, uh, just what I tell to all my clients, get some exercise, get some sunlight and get good sleep. Like those are the non-negotiables for good mental health. Sunlight resets part of our brain. Um, the outdoor fresh air is good for us. And the movement in our body also resets our nervous system. And, and I can't say enough, the mind body connection piece here. So sunlight, movement, sleep, top three. Um, and those are often the things in short supply when you're working from home, trying to homeschool your kids, uh-huh. you know, all of that stuff. But those are, those are basic. Um, the second one is to let go of, and this is the drum roll, perfection, ladies. Um, nobody's coming into your house, which I think is fantastic, right? <laughs> and so who cares if the dishes are done on time? Who cares if it, if it looks, you know, if your house looks the way you would normally want it to look? Because we're all trying just to get by. And this is this, is this anecdote of good enough parenting, um, good enough mothering. Let's just, let's be good enough and stop striving for perfection. This is not a time for perfection. This is why um, women, I find, do not like Zoom calls because you have to do our uh, hair and makeup. <laughs> there Men you go. Don't. That makes Men just sit down. <laughs> Big difference, right. I'm finding in my professional life that women do not like to have the camera on because, I mean, they like perfection and now they yeah. don't have to have perfection. So I'm sorry to interrupt you. Okay. No, that's Go right. I, I wish I would have, I wish I would have bought stock in the little lights that you put on your computer, do you know, to do like these backlit Zoom I, call, you know, like I have all the stuff people are I have doing. That. There you go. Yes. There you go. There you go. So, so the, the other is um, acceptance of uncertainty. I mean, I, I, I'm not talking about people whose lives really are uncertain, you know, who've lost jobs, who aren't sure where their next paycheck's coming from or where their next meal's coming from. That's a whole separate and, and significant issue. But, but for the rest, the rest of the group that's more, it's just uncertain, but we're secure, really accepting this is how it is for now, and that's okay. I'm not, right now, I'm safe, I've got enough, we're together, it's good. Like that, that's big. In this moment, everything is absolutely okay. Well, what about next week? Nope, right now, everything is fine. Well, what are we gonna do? Nope, right now, we're fine. Um, And really bringing it back to present moment again and again and again, because we really are doing okay. Um, The the next thing I I would suggest is people really give a lot of space to other people. And by that, I don't mean social distancing. I mean, have respect for other people's decisions about social distancing, about masks, about um, 
views on COVID, views on politics, views on everything. Like, let's just let each other be for a while and recognize everybody is working off of different templates and is trying to do the best they can. Um, when we start judging each other, the whole ship goes down. Okay, that is great advice because right now, no one does that. Exactly. Everybody's in there, you're right. That's great exactly. advice. Exactly. I've written a lot um, on my website. I have several um, little blogs that I've done just about that, about what happens in our nervous system when we disagree, what happens when we're trying to have a conversation, um, and just how we've lost this one intellectual humility, like saying, I don't know, tell me what you think, because I like you, I respect you, and you hold that opinion for a reason, help me understand, and vice versa. Um, and, and really being curious rather than judgmental. That's great advice, because yeah. I know a lot of friends mm -hmm. that have lost friends yeah. over the current environment. Right. Which is sad. They've been friends 20, 25 years, and they, they just they, they just can't find peace with their different views and whatever those views may be. That's right. Um, That's so right. It's, it's unfortunate during this time. Well, and, and what just related to that, what I see is people go into that uncertainty and fear mode. Right, right. And when, when it's uncertain, then I've got to have an explanation. So it's you or your party or your belief or your whatever that's causing me agita, as opposed to, no, there's uncertainty in the air for lots of different reasons. And we're all okay. Like, right, we were friends before all of this. We can do this together if we just take a breath, right? Your, your political affiliation, your religious affiliation, your type of car you drive, right? That, that's fine. That's right. We all get to be different. Um, and that's okay rather than cause for scarcity or fear. But we've lost that. We have absolutely lost that. But that's what makes our country great. Exactly. We have to go back to that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I, maybe in 2021, we can find that again. Yeah, I hope so. so. Yeah. I hope so as well. So if you could leave the listeners um, with one piece of advice, what would that be? Um, I would say breathe. Like, take a breath and breathe and get out of automatic pilot, right? Go from reacting to just being present. And again, a deep breath resets your nervous system. When you take a really deep breath in, it kicks in parasympathetic nervous system, which calms you down. And right now, we're not being chased. Everything is okay. Things are uncertain, but we're okay. Okay, as you said that, I took a nice deep breath and breathe. Good. So thank you. I never thought about you that. You are welcome. It does yeah, relax it's huge. you. It does. It does, right? Grandma knew when she said, take a deep breath, count to 10. That's true. Um, but it, it really is, from a physiological perspective, kicking in parasympathetic, which gives your body that um, all clear signal, like it's okay, I'm not in danger. And when I'm in that state, I can open up and connect. It's sort of like, you know, shrug your shoulders in and get really small and cross your arms and then, you know, put your shoulders back. And you can feel the difference in your body and your energy. Okay, well, Angela, that is great advice. Thank you. I'll be breathing a lot deeper Good. today as we go. <laughs> Good. Good Lord. So I want to thank you for joining us today and sharing some wonderful suggestions and wisdom with us. And I'm sure all the listeners really appreciate it as well. So thank you so much. You are welcome. Thanks for having me.